say that, Lord, this Good Friday, may there be a good word. There doesn't need to be a lot of words, but there just needs to be a good word. We want the word of God that does not go back to him void. Let it come to accomplish its purpose, its good purpose. Just the word from the living God and we will be okay. Let us commit the speaker who will bring the word so that the word will come to penetrate every heart and will come to change lives. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and commit the word. Commit the word. Commit the very delivery of the word. It shall not fall to the wayside, but it shall be planted in good soil. Every single heart shall have the word and it shall bear seed and it shall germinate and it shall grow. In the name of Jesus, let the word the very logo and the rhema, the inspiration and the very validity of the word be mixed together and the servant of God who brings the word come in his power and his and come in the might of the spirit in the name of Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can have it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Amen. So at this point, we want to sing some songs about the cross. We want to remember the death of Christ, um, His resurrection power as well. But um, before we do that, I would like to read this quick memory verse um, from Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 9. Um, it says, You are despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their face, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. The fourth says, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by himself and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. The sixth says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The seven says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before it shares a silent so did he not open his mouth. Eight. By oppression and judgment is taken away. Yet who of his generation protested, for he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. Nine. He was assigned a and with the rich that though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. At this point, I just wanted to spend some time. As you are home, you can get behind in the background and then reflecting on the words in the song and then also understanding why he came to die for you. If there is anything good about this Good Friday, then it is because Christ came to die for you Hallelujah. So I'll be playing the keyboard background um, while I sing um, some of these songs. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Bishop Deacon Alfred. And once again, uh, good morning and happy Easter to everyone. I want you to be sure that no matter what you are facing today, Jesus' resurrection means evil doesn't win. Even when you find yourself surrounded by darkness, Jesus is a winner and we are all winners. At this time, we want to invite our sister, Unit Case, to give us a Bible reading. She's going to read um, Revelation chapter 1, 1 through 18. And right after, Sister Judith will also take us to the throne of grace. Amen. 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 Let's all take our Bibles and turn to the book of Revelation chapter 1, as we read verses 1 to 18. And I read, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also pierce him, and all kindred of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamon, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the chops with a golden girdle. 
His head and his hairs were like white wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And have the keys of hell and death. Amen. God bless his word. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Indeed, God says, Jesus said, I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. This is the mighty God that we serve. He is Jesus, the Messiah. He is Jesus, the Christ. He is the one who has saved our souls. And on this Good Friday, we commemorate his love. We remember his goodness. We remember his kindness. We remember the sacrifice that he made. Why don't we just open up our mouths and just say something to him? Say, how excellent is he? How wonderful is he? How marvelous is he? How majestic is he? Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we honor you. Lord God, we just say that you are worthy to receive the praise. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for that sacrifice. Open up your mouth and tell him that tell him that you love him. He is the first and the last. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. There is no one greater than him. There is no one holier than him. There is no one greater than I am that I am. So we worship you, Father. We worship you in the beauty of your holiness. We worship you, Lord God, for the sacrifice that you made. We were not worthy, but yet you loved You loved us far enough to go to the very end of the world for us, to die for us. And for that, we say glory and honor be to your name. Receive your worship in this time, oh God. Receive your praise, oh God. No one is more holy than you, oh God. We worship you. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We say that you are good and your mercy endures forever. We say that you are good and your mercy endures forever. There is no
God, we thank you and we worship you for doing what no man could ever do. Because we know that there is no greater love. There is no greater love than to your life for us. This is what you have done. And for that, we say that we are forever grateful to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for sending to us your perfect son. Who you know sin, but saved us from death. And yes, we know that you are alive forevermore. So we bless you and we honor you. Your children say glory and honor be to your name. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. We worship you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless everyone. Amen. We thank God for how far He has brought us. At this time, we are getting ready, preparing ourselves to to the Word of God. There is power in the Word. Over. There's anointing. The presence of God comes through His Word. So even as we get ready to listen to the Word from very familiar voice, but this morning, know that even though the voice can be familiar, but God is going to use Him to speak differently to you, to touch life this morning, that life will never remain the same, because there is assurance in the Word of God. Hallelujah. But before our district uh, minister in the of uh, overseer, Dr. Daniel Nioku, brings the word, we have our own elder, Anthony Hayford, to give us a song to prepare the way, and our minister will take over. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 To God be the glory, grace and peace.
God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, be with you now and forevermore. Amen. We thank the God of all grace who has given us the opportunity to come and celebrate Him. Amen. We will take additional readings. We are taking from Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. Daniel chapter 7 verse 9. I watched till thrones were put in place and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fairy flame. It feels a burning fire. We are also taking another reading from Luke Gospel chapter 24, verse 6, and chapter 24 to 26. Luke Gospel chapter 24, verse 6. He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. Verse 24 to 26. 
Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophet have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Amen. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? If the Bible is yours, underline and then enter his glory. Our last scripture reading. This meeting is being recorded. Our last scripture reading, our sister has already read it, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. But I am reading from 17 to 18. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Amen. Beloved, what the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you has been entitled the glorified Jesus is alive. The glorified Jesus is alive. Our team for this Easter convention is He is alive. Taken from Luke Gospel chapter 24 verse 6. Hallelujah. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. Oh, Jesus is alive. Forever is alive. Amen. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. He's alive. Jesus is alive. He is still 
on the throne. Jesus, who came to the world as a servant, and when he came to the world as a servant, he served the people, he healed the people, he drove demons out of the people. The Bible said in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38, that is how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, healing all kinds of diseases, for God was with him. So Jesus came to do good. He came to serve man. He came to deliver man from captivity. And to open the sight of man to see the glory of God. This Jesus who is called the servant Jesus, the healing Jesus, got to a point in time that he needs to suffer for I and you. So he needs to go through all the pain and all the agony. And on that fateful Friday, on that good Friday that we are celebrating. The Bible said they pierced this Jesus with a sword. They wove a crown of thorns and they put it on his head. That crown of thorns was smaller than his head. And therefore they hit it. So that this crown of thorns peered into the head of Jesus. And blood was oozing all over his face. This Jesus, his hands were being nailed. His legs were being nailed. Blood oozing all over him. A man of glory has no beauty. A man of favor, a man of grace, is now full of shame. This man was now being hanged on the cross. They crucified Jesus. The Bible said on the cross, this Jesus, Oh, say, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, my God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, who is God, is now crying. He's crying because of I and you. Jesus is crying because the Bible said, Curse is the one who is on the cross. The man who was a righteous person, with no guile and deceit in him, he has now taken the sins of me. The sins that stained my life. The sins that brought guilt to me. The power of sin. He has taken all of them. And he has hung it on the cross. A man of sorrow. So that through his case. We will attain the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. The crucified Jesus. The Bible said. He cried out and said, uh, Tatalessa, 
It is finished. And he gave out his spirit. And this Jesus was now taken from the cross. And he was being buried. When this Jesus was being buried, the Bible said they placed a very big stone on the tomb. So that Jesus would not be able to come out. And they placed guard of soldiers around it. So there is no way that my Savior, there is no way that your Savior, there is no way that our Savior will be able to come back to life. So Paul said that if Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, has remained like that, without him being resurrected, then we would have been the most piteous people on the earth. It means that we don't have hope. But thanks be to God, that this crucified Jesus, this Jesus who was being buried on the third day, the Bible said there was an earthquake. Uh, there was a shaking in the atmosphere. Angels of God came because they said and they realized that this Jesus does not belong to here. The man is a heaven being. His home is heaven. He is not here, and therefore heavenly hosts descended, and they moved away the stone. They rolled the stone, and the Bible said the angels sat on it. This Easter, anything which has become a stone, anything which has become a brocade, may the angel of Jesus Christ roll it away and sit on it in the name of the Lord Jesus. All our problems is being taken by the Lord Jesus. So when the stone was being rolled away, Jesus Christ resurrected. The resurrected Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it was then that, that very early in the morning, the disciples didn't know what has really happened. So Mary Madeline and the other Mary and Salome all of them went to the tomb. The Bible said that they went there to go and then embalm Jesus Christ. But the Bible said that when they were going, they were thinking, who will be able to roll this stone away? Who will be able to roll it? They were pondering, thinking, wondering what to do. But the Bible said that when they were about to approach the place, they realize that the stone has already been rolled away. So the Bible said that they entered and they found out that nobody was there. The tomb was empty. Nobody was there. And then Mary Madeline saw two angels. And these two angels told Mary Madeline, Mary Madeline, woman, why are you looking for the death among the living? He is not here. He is risen. Have you forgotten what he told you? He has gone ahead of you into Galilee. Hallelujah. If you read the John's account, that the last time I preached in church, last year, I told you that when Mary has received this message from the angels, she was still not convinced. So she was looking around. And then she saw Jesus standing there. And then she thought that Jesus Christ was a gardener. So she said that, oh, please, 
Have you seen my Lord? They have taken my Lord away. And then the man didn't mind him. And the Bible said that Mary turned her back. And when Mary turned her back, Jesus cried with a voice and said, Mary. And the Bible said that Mary responded and recognized it was Jesus. He said that Rabboni, my teacher. And Jesus said that don't touch me because I need to go and show myself to my father in heaven. Hallelujah. So Mary's heart was at peace. And the Bible said Mary ran with the other women. And they went to the disciples. And when they went to the disciples and communicated the same to them, they did not believe. So they also have to come and then look at what is happening. They came and they saw that the tomb was empty. So people didn't really understand what was going on. So in the Luke Gospel chapter 24, there were other two disciples who were walking on the road to Emmaus. And when they were walking along the road, they were discussing what has happened. And all, all of a sudden, the risen Jesus appeared there. And he was walking with them. So he asked them, Oh, young men, what are you discussing about? And this young man told Jesus, said, Jesus, man, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Don't you know what has happened in Jerusalem? And Jesus Christ asked them, what has happened? And these men told Jesus, the risen Jesus, and said that Jesus, you know something? They didn't know that was Jesus. Man, you know something? There was a certain man who was the prophet, who was the Messiah. He was doing good. He was healing all kinds of sickness. Now, the leaders of the synagogue and the wicked men crucified this man. And now this man has been buried. And even this morning, when his disciples went there to check what has happened, they said that they could not find him. And that is what we are discussing. And Jesus said that, why are you so foolish? Why are you so foolish? Uh, didn't you know that they said that this man has to come? And then come and suffer all these things. And then after he has suffered all these things, he will enter into his glory. Because this man Jesus is not from here. He is a man of glory. So when he comes, he must enter into his glory. The glorified Jesus is still alive. Hallelujah. So the Bible Amen. said that when they were walking on the road, Jesus Christ started explaining things all the way from Moses, all through to the other prophets, and also about David. What David has also written about him, how to confirm that the Messiah has to come and suffer, and he has to die, and he has to resurrect it, and after that he has to be ascended into his father again. Hallelujah. So as Jesus was explaining these things to these disciples, the, the disciples reached their village, and then they wanted to enter into their village. 
So Jesus behaved as if he was going away from them. So they said that, oh man, initially you were a stranger to us. Now you have become a friend to us. You know something, it is too late. Please come and stay with us. So the Bible said that Jesus Christ went and stayed with them. And then as they sat on the table, he blessed the bread that was on the table. He broke it, gave it to them. And the Bible said that when they ate it, their eyes opened. And then they saw the risen Jesus. I pray to the Lord God Almighty that this Easter convention may the risen Lord open our eyes. Hallelujah. To be able to see him. Amen. So their eyes opened. And when they saw that it was Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus Christ disappeared from them. And then the people said that, hey, it means that the man has indeed resurrected. The man has indeed rose up. Hey, what a miracle. Hey, but didn't you know? Didn't you realize? Didn't you recognize? Didn't you feel that when we were coming and this man was talking to us, his words were cutting through our heart. It was burning through our heart. I pray to the Lord God Almighty that the word of God will cut through our heart. The word of God will be very sweet to us. And it is that word that will be able to make us safe and protect us and give us glory. Hallelujah. So the Bible said that Jesus Christ appeared to a whole lot of people. The disciples, they were there. He said that, oh, receive my peace. Blah, 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 blah. After all these things, and Jesus Christ gathered all of them together. So when he gathered all of them together at Mount Olives, and then he explained to his disciples that you know something, please do not go anywhere until you are being clothed with power from on high. And as they were listening to Jesus Christ, the Bible said that all of a sudden, Oh, this risen Jesus Christ. The Bible said he was being taken up by clouds. And then they could not see him. Last uh, two days, our national spoke about it. And as they were looking at this Jesus as being taken by the clouds, looking at it, they did not see him again. And then two angels appeared. And the angel said, that, Oh, men of Galilee, men of Galilee. Why are you looking at this Jesus as if you have no hope? Why are you looking at him like that? This same Jesus that you see him going up, in the same manner he will come back. Hallelujah. So the resurrected Jesus has now become our ascended Lord. Hallelujah. So now Jesus has become ascended Lord and now he has entered into his glory. So he's no longer an ascended Lord. But he's now a glorified Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So when Jesus Christ, after the disciples have received this power, they began to do the work of God. The Bible said that they went everywhere to preach the good news. And lo and behold, persecution also set in. 
So many of his disciples suffered a lot of trials, a lot of persecution. So many of them were being killed. One of them who was left was called John. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that this John also suffered persecution huh, from the hands of the evil people. Huh. One of them was the Roman people. Huh. A man called Domitian. Domitian. Huh. A Roman leader. Domitian. The Bible said that he tried, he tried to kill John. But then when he realized that it was not possible for him to kill him, they tried to fry him. The man was not able to be fried. So the Bible said that they banished John. They banished him. And then they sent him to an island called the Island of Patmos. This island of Patmos is a rock which was measuring 10 miles by 6 miles. It was within the Mediterranean Sea. And that place was the place that was for the prison of the hard criminals. The hard criminals, they sent them to that place. That place is a place that we have wild animals. It's very cold. When you go there, there is no way you are going to die. So that was the place that uh, they sent John. So when John was in that place, in his moment of despair, in his darkest moment, he thought that the world has come to an end. Even though John was in a physical place called Patmos, the Bible also says that John was also in the spirit. Believers are always in two locations. We are here physically on this earth, but we must also be in the spirit. So Jesus Christ, at one point in time, John communicating to us, in John Gospel, chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, John said that indeed, a time is coming, and now is the time, that God is looking for true worshippers. That will worship him in spirit and then in truth. So John was in the spirit in the Lord's day. I pray to the Lord God Almighty that we will always be in the spirit so that we will be able to hear from our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So when John was there, the Bible said that he was in the spirit. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he heard a voice, a trumpet sound. And the one who sounded the trumpet, he heard that he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. What you have seen, write it down. So the Bible said that when John looked at it and he turned, he realized that there is a certain man who was standing in the midst of Seven candlesticks or seven lampstand. Hallelujah. The man was in the midst of this lampstand. John said that this man that he saw, the man was wearing a rope. Amen. A very long rope. And the man was having certain features. The features of this man was that his head, the hair on his head, was very white. 
like wool or snow. This man was having eyes. That eyes was burning like flames of fire. John said that this man, the leg of this man was also burning like flames, like a brass. And John said that as he looked and he checked the hands of this man, this man was having stars in his hands. He was having stars in his hand. And John said that the countenance of this man was like the appearance of the sun. Hallelujah. This man was John saw. John said that this man was the son of man. John actually knew Jesus Christ. John is not like Mary, whom when she saw Jesus, she said that, oh, are you the gardener? Are you the gardener? And just as a Mary, and Mary said, Rabboni. As for John, he was able to recognize that this man that he has seen, this glorified being, is the Son of Man. He is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Beloved, we know that this man called John. Uh-huh, in John Gospel chapter 13, when Jesus Christ was washing the disciples' feet, he was the one who was lying in the bosom of Jesus. So he knew Jesus very well. In fact, in John Gospel chapter 19, verse 26, when Jesus Christ was being hung on the cross, the Bible said the mother of Jesus Christ was standing there. And John, the beloved friend of Jesus, was also there. So John actually knew Jesus. So when he saw that man, that glorified man, he was able to identify that this man is Jesus Christ. I pray that in this Easter convention, we will know Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that he is a glorified God. Amen. The man was very beautiful. This same man was the man that Daniel also saw. Daniel also saw in Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 that we read. He saw this same man who was having the hair as white as wool. Uh-huh. And then the flame of his eyes, the light. The same man that uh, Daniel also saw. This same man was the man that Ezekiel also saw the last time in church when I was preaching about the glory. The glory. Uh, is this same man that uh, Ezekiel also saw in Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26 to 20. In fact, Jesus is a man of glory. That was why he was telling them that the man needs to come and then he needs to enter into his glory. Hallelujah. Jesus in the glorified form, nobody will be able to communicate with him. Jesus in the glorified form is very difficult. That is why he needed to come in a physical form like us. So that we'll be able to relate with him. So that day on the wilderness, when Moses wanted to see him, he said, that you cannot see me and leave. You cannot see me and leave. So the Bible said, as God passed, he saw the back of God. Jesus in the glorified form, when you see him, you cannot. Hallelujah. So one day, when Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 6, when the heavens opened unto him, and Isaiah said that the year that King Hosea died, I, Isaiah, I saw the Lord, and I saw him in his glory. 
And I saw seraphims around him, saying, Holy, 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 holy. And when I looked at that, I said, Woe unto me, an unclean man dwelling among unclean people. And the Bible said, The angel used a coal of fire, touched the mouth of Isaiah, and said that you are now cleansed. I pray that this glorified Jesus will reveal himself unto us in this Easter. Hallelujah. Let us do analysis about Revelation. When you look at the Revelation chapter 1, verse 12 to 13, John was saying that there was a man who was standing in the midst of the candlesticks. The candlesticks there was the churches. Hallelujah. Was the churches. It was the church at Ephesus, the church at Semina, the church at Pergamon, the church at uh, 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 Philadelphia, the church at Laodicea, the church at Saudis, and the church at Titeria. These were the churches. Huh. And he said that the man was standing in the midst of the church. Beloved, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is always in the midst of his church. Amen. In Matthew Gospel chapter 18 verse 20, he says that where two or three are gathered, I am in your midst. So right now, even as we are on the line, even as you are in your room, you are in your bedroom, even as you are at the workplace, even as you are in the car listening to me at the sound of my voice, I want to assure you that wherever that you are this morning, our Lord Jesus Christ is with you. Hallelujah. He is always in his church. He is always among his people. He comes among his people to come and strengthen them. He comes among his people to come and comfort them. May the Lord God Almighty, oh Jesus Christ, the glorified man, may he strengthen you, may he comfort you even in this time. Hallelujah. And John said that when he saw this man, this man was wearing a very long robe. He was wearing a very long robe. And then he had a golden band on his chest. The long robe, the attire that Jesus Christ is, uh, was wearing, attire, the apparel of a man does not really make him. Uh, when you wear a dress, the dress does not really make you. However, the dress is able to identify your position. Uh, we are able to recognize the position of a person based on what he is what, wearing. Amen. Uh, based on what he's wearing. That long robe that uh, John saw Jesus Christ wearing symbolized to us that Jesus Christ is our priest. Jesus Christ is your priest. He is my priest. He is our high priest. Beloved, all of us, we know that in the Old Testament, God told Moses that he should sow a special gown for the Levitical priesthood. So Jesus Christ, the attire there symbolizes that he is our priest. Beloved, if Jesus is your priest, if Jesus is my priest, if Jesus is our high priest, then I want to admonish you that he is praying for you. Hallelujah. He is making sacrifices for you. He is interceding for you. Amen. John was saying that this man was the Alpha and the Omega. It means that he is the beginning 
and the end of your life. That day Paul was telling the Hebrews, in Hebrews 12, 2, that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. The beginning and the end of our faith is in the hands of the Lord God Almighty. Not only that, he said that he had a golden band. If Jesus had a golden band on his chest, then what it's telling us is that it means that Jesus Christ is a king. He is a king. He is your king. He is my king. The glorified Jesus is the king of kings. If Jesus is the king, then all that it means is that he provides for his people. He guides his people. He directs his people. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that in this Easter convention, may the king of kings and the Lord of lords guide your life. May he direct you unto the path of righteousness. Hallelujah. And John also said that this man that he saw, he was moving through the churches. He was moving through the lampstand, meaning that the man is a judge. So he was examining the churches. One of the examinations was that he told the church at Ephesus, that you Ephesians church, I know your works. I know that, oh, I know your first love, that you were very committed. However, now I have something against you. Because you have lost your first life. He was examining the church. Beloved, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is your great lawyer. Jesus Christ is your advocate. So if you have any problem, if you have any challenge, Jesus Christ is going to speak for you. Hallelujah. So this was a man that John saw. And then John said that this man, as he looked at this man, he saw that the hair on the head of this man was white as snow. What does it tell us? It tells us the purity and the antiquity of this man. It tells us that this man is very holy. Our Lord Jesus Christ is very holy. That is why he is requesting that for us to see him, we must also be holy. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that in this Easter confession, the Lord will grant us the grace and the tenacity and the zeal to love holiness. Hallelujah. The hair was very white. Pure. Pure. There is no deceit in Jesus Christ. The hair also being very white tells you that Jesus Christ is there for a very long time. He is the old man. He is the old man. That is why Daniel 7.10. Daniel 7 and Daniel was saying that the man is the ancient of days. Jesus Christ is the ancient. He is there a long time. So when he came as a suffering Jesus on the earth, and then in John chapter 8 verse 58, the Bible says, as he was communicating to the Israelites, he said that before Abraham I was. And the people didn't understand. They thought that our grandfather Abraham, you just 33 years. And then you are saying that before Abraham I was. And the people were always having problems with him. But this one tells us that he is the ancient of days. Huh. He was telling them that me, huh, I am a glorified man. But when I come or when I reveal myself to you in my glorified form, you will not be able to see me. That is why I am in this form that you will be able to identify yourself with me. So that I have now become your kinsman's redeemer. 
Hallelujah. So the head that was also white means that Jesus Christ is there long, long, long time. So because he's there long, long time, it tells you that he is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows everything. So he knows your life. He knows me. He knows everything. He is there before everything was created. In fact, indeed, he created everything. He is the one who is able to declare the end from the beginning. Oh, that is why he said that faithful is he who has called you. And whatever that he has said about you, he will make sure that it comes into successful complete. Beloved, be at peace. You should not be worried at all. Because the glorified Jesus was there long time before you came to this world. Hallelujah. The hair that was also white, huh, also tells you, if the man is an old man, then it also tells you that he has a lot of wisdom. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the embodiment of God's wisdom. He is the wisdom of everything. That is why he was saying that if anybody needs wisdom, James was saying that we should ask him, for he will give it freely. Hallelujah. The Sunday school people on the line, listen to me. Jesus Christ is an embodiment of wisdom. So he said that, oh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So as we fear the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ will grant us wisdom. As you are listening to me at the sound of my voice, may the Lord grant you wisdom. Wisdom in abundance, like he gave to our father Solomon. May you be better and ten times better even than Solomon. Because you, these children on the line, you, these children in the church of Pentecost, you, these youthful intelligentsias, because you have hated iniquity and you have loved righteousness, may the Lord Jesus Christ anoint you with the oil of gladness above your companions. You are serving a God who is a glorified Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And not only that, John also talked about, so he, he talked about the hair of Jesus Christ, and then he also talked about his eyes. His eyes. He said that the eyes of this glorifying Jesus, John said that it was shining like flames of fire. It talks about the perception of the eyes of Jesus. The eyes, so it means that everything does not escape Jesus. He sees everything. So my sister, my brother, my father, my mother, a friend listen to me at the sound of my voice. I want to tell you that anything that happens to you, anything that you are going through, oh, Jesus Christ is beholding everything. He sees everything that you are going through. Whatever that your husband is doing to you, whatever that your wife is doing to you, whatever that your boss is doing to you, whatever that your pastor is doing to you, whatever that anybody is doing to you, is doing against you, the Lord God Almighty sees it. The Lord who sees everything. The last time I love what this man said. He said that in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 30, he said that nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything 
is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Beloved, it is that everything, everything is decency. He sees our motives. He sees our heart. He sees whatever that we are going through. So be at peace. The Lord God Almighty will take care of you. Hallelujah. Now his feet. His feet. Huh? The Bible said that his feet was also shining like a brass. The feet of Jesus uh, signified the persistence. That the feet of Jesus signified that he is the pillar of the church. A Timothy team, the persistence of Jesus. If you read Revelation chapter 10, verse 1, look at it. Says, then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven. He was robed in a cloud with a rainbow above his head. His face was like the sun, and his legs were like fiery pillars. Huh, so Jesus Christ is the pillar of your life. And you are the church. That is why the Bible says that in First Timothy 3, 15, that the church is the ground and the pillar of truth. Huh, because Jesus Christ is the pillar of the church. Hallelujah. Not only that, but John also said that he also heard the voice of Jesus. And the voice of Jesus was like rolling waters. Wow! So when Jesus Christ speaks, uh, you hear a reverberation. It is being repeated in your mind, in your heart, in your ears. So there is no way that you say that when Jesus spoke, you didn't hear. So uh, the prophet said that once has God spoken, twice have I heard that all power belongs to him. Beloved, the voice of Jesus is very powerful. It was that same voice that when the disciples they were in the boat and then there was a raging wind, raging storm. The Bible said that when Jesus Christ was asleep and they wanted to uh, do the thing with their own mind and they realized that they could not do it. The Bible said that when they called Jesus, oh, he spoke to the wind and the wind was come. I pray that any raging winds that is blowing in your life, may the glorified Jesus speak so that all of them will become strong in the name of Jesus. This Jesus, when he speaks, had the man who was dead, named that widow's son, when he was dead and then he was even in the casket, Jesus said that, oh, you son of Nay, come out. The man came back to life. And then Jairus' daughter too. When Jairus' uh, 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 daughter also died, Jesus said that little child, Talita Kumi, rise up. The girl also rose up. Even with Lazarus, when he was dead, he was decayed for days. When Jesus spoke, Lazarus was even able to come back to life. I pray to the name of Lord Jesus, anything that is dead in your life, be it your work that maybe you have been redundant, be it your marriage, be it your academic, be it anything that you find yourself in. In this Christmas, may the resurrected Jesus speak and bring all those things back to life in the name of the Lord Jesus. When he speaks, 
even demons, even being free. You see, the man at Gadara, Mark chapter 5, when they saw Jesus, they said, that, Oh, Jesus, we know that you are the Son of God. Are you coming to torment her? Yes, guys, go away from this man. He delivered this man when he spoke. So the centurion was saying that, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house because I am a man of authority. I know how authority works. Please, you just speak. You just speak. Speak, and my servant will be well. I pray that Jesus Christ will speak to you in this Easter in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are wrapping up very quickly. Yeah, he says that he has stars in his hands. Stars in his hands. It talks about the protection of Jesus Christ. The stars are the messengers. It means that we, the church, you, listen to me, my mother, my sister, my brothers, your children, the family, we are all engraved in the palm of Jesus Christ. And the Bible said that the stars were in the right hand of Jesus. As for Jesus, there is no weakness in him. Even his, even his left hand is even powerful. How much more his right hand? And the right hand symbolizes power and authority. So if you are in the palm of Jesus Christ, if Jesus Christ is holding you, then beloved, you are covered. You are being protected. The coronavirus cannot do anything to you. Cannot do anything to you because you are in the hands of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are being protected. That day he told them in John chapter 10 verse 27 and said that the people that God has given to me, nobody will be able to snatch them from my hand. Beloved, nobody will be able to snatch you from the hands of Jesus. For so long as you continue to remain in the hands of Jesus, for so long as the church continues to be in the hands of Jesus, I want to admonish you this morning. I want to assure you this morning that Jesus Christ will take care of you. Hallelujah. Not only that, he also talked about the mouth. That John said, that I saw that two edged sword came from the mouth of Jesus. It talks about the perfection. Any word that comes from the mouth of Jesus is very sweet. That is why this song, I love it so much. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds. In a yeah. Oh, is you, is and Hallelujah. So, perfect word comes out of the mouth of Jesus. May you receive a word. May you receive a comforting word. The last thing about it, John said that when you look at this man, the countenance of this man, the appearance of this man, John compared it to the sun. Hey! He compared the appearance of Jesus Christ to the sun. Beloved, let me tell you something as I end with this. When we talk about the sun, the, the scientists or the science people tells us that the sun is the biggest of all the stars. And it is at the center of the solar system. From the sun emanates energy. And that energy gives life to every creation on the surface of the earth. So if Jesus Christ is being compared to the sun, then it means that it is through Jesus Christ that everything on this world will have life. Hallelujah. If John is comparing Jesus Christ 
to the sun. The scientist is telling us that the diameter, that is the size of the sun, is 1.4 million kilometers. 1.4 million kilometers. When they do the calculation, they say that the sun is 109 times bigger than the earth. So if you put Australia, all the continent, Europe, everywhere together, because Isaiah was telling us that the Lord is able to measure the whole, uh, the ocean, the waters in the whole of his hands. He is able to put all the earth together and measure them on the scale. So if you take all the earth, one, two, three, up to hundred, and then another nine, one, oh, nine, and you put all of them together, is then that it becomes like the sun. So it says, Jesus Christ, if he's being compared to the sun, then it means that he is bigger than everything. So your problems that you are going through, uh, redundancy that you find yourself in, you have to know that this glorified Jesus is bigger than anything that you find yourself in. Your sickness is bigger than that. Uh, he's bigger than your career. He's bigger than anything that you find yourself in. Not only that, if there's if John is comparing Jesus to the sun, you see the sun, according to the scientists, they say that the sun is 330,000, 3340, heavier than the earth. So if Jesus is being compared to the sun, Jesus Christ is heavier than anything. The glory of Jesus Christ is very heavy. Hallelujah. So John said that when I saw this glory, when I saw this man, I fell prostrate. And then the man touched him and said that, John, don't worry. I am the last, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. You cannot see this glorified Jesus and still remain the same. As we lie prostrate, oh, before him this morning, may he touch us. May he comfort us. And he told uh, John that, you know, I was dead. I am alive now. And I will continue to remain alive forever. Because Jesus is alive. Because Jesus is living forever. Beloved, we are going to live forever. We have hope that even if this, our earthen vessel is being crashed down, oh, there is a place that we are going that is our hope. So don't be worried about it all. Don't be worried at all. Ah, don't be confused. Know that the glorified Jesus is alive. He is risen. There are some benefits of this glorified Jesus that uh, we cannot look at it. Another time we'll look at it. What he does for us. When they saw him, oh, they had great joy. When they saw him, he gave them peace. He gave them life. When they saw, the Bible says that he opened their eyes. He opened their understanding to understand the scripture. He also gave them hope. So Paul was saying that if this Jesus Christ did not resurrected, then we will be the most miserable person. But thanks be to God that our Lord Jesus Christ, he is alive. That is why Paul was telling the uh, Corinthians people that therefore my brothers and sisters, Stand firm. Do not let anything move you. Give yourself fully to the work of God. For you know. What did you know? You know that he is a resurrected Christ. 
What do you know? You know that he is a raising Christ. What do you know? You know that he is the ascended Lord. What do you know? You know that he is the glorified Jesus. What do you know? You know that he is our soon coming king. And you know that he is the rewarder. So he said that because you know that your labor of work will never be in vain. May the Lord God Almighty, the God of our Father, grant you grace, grant you comfort, grant you peace, grant you sustenance, and help you in this Easter convention. Amen. Amen. You want to pray, you want to pray, you want to pray. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. Oh, Jesus. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, he's alive. Amen. He's alive. Now pray and thank the Lord for His word that He has given to us. He is a glorified Jesus. Thank Him, thank Him. Father, we thank you for your word, O God, that you have given to us. This morning, you have admonished us that you are the glorified Jesus who is alive to God. We bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name, O God. We bless your name, we bless your name. Oh, you have admonished us that you are parents, O God. Oh, you have no equal, O God. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Beloved, we want to pray. The people who were on the road to Emmaus, they saw Jesus Christ as a stranger. They said, that, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? The Bible said that as Jesus exposed the scriptures to them, oh, Jesus became their friend. Jesus became their teacher. Jesus became their redeemer. And the Bible said that when their eyes were opened, they called Jesus their Lord. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Is Jesus your everything? Is he the one that you are worshipping? Is he the one that you believe? This is the one that you trust. Then I want to go to him in prayer. Anything that you want Jesus to do for you, to do for the church, to do for the world, to do for the family, bring it before him this morning. Bring it before him this morning. Let us pray. Bring all your heart there before him. What do you want him to do for you? Oh, Father, the world needs you, oh God. The world needs you, the world needs you, the world needs you. The world needs you, the world needs you, the world needs you. 
Amen. And PRWC, North York, and downtown, we all know the email address for the interact transfer, the email transfer. So if you're in doubt, uh, call your presiding elder, and you'll be more than welcome to help you. Amen. So just a few moments for you to do that. And we want to invite our man of God once again, if he has any um, announcement to give us. Amen. 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 God, we bless you. God bless all of you for coming to the line this morning. All of you who were on program, God, we bless you. Our brother, Dekna Fred, Dekna Eliza, Sister Judith, uh, our elder, uh, Dahe Ford, all of you who were on program, besides the elder himself, who was the conductor, God bless you so much. Our deacon, Ebenezer, and our man uh, who is working on our electronics system, Brother Jesse, we are very grateful to all of you. God richly bless you. We are still in the Easter convention season. Tonight we will be on the line. Uh, at 8 o'clock. Tonight we are on the line at 8 o'clock. Yeah, 8 o'clock will come on the line. Tomorrow morning too, we are coming. The prayer force, 8 to 10, we will come and then pray. Two hours intensive prayer tomorrow morning. All those who are on program, let us prepare ourselves that the Lord is going to use us to meet the needs of the world. God richly bless you. How many participants that are on the line, families, that we're able to sign in. The number um, sixty-six. Sixty-six. That is a family. So if we, if we say even times two, have you seen it? Aha. Uh -huh. We are five. Edda is also more than five. So let us even say times two. So let us even make it hundred. God, which bless you for coming to the line this morning. Amen. 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 As Dickness uh, Prudence to give us the closing prayer, and Edda Jojo Jackson will give us the benediction. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you. We thank you, King of Glory, for being a good God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are alive. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding us today that indeed you are alive. We thank you, Lord, for what you have taught us this morning. We thank you, King of Glory, that even though we are not meeting Father God physically, but by your grace, Lord, we are able to meet, Lord, on the line. Father God, we thank you, King of Glory. We pray, Lord, that as we are continuing, mighty God, to celebrate your death, your resurrection, your ascension, and your glorification, O oh, Father God. May that be a new birth in our lives, O oh, Father God. May you be born again in our lives, O oh, Lord. May we remember, Lord, that it is through your death, your resurrection, and your ascension, and your glorification that we have been saved. We thank you, King of Lord, we commit, Lord, the rest of the Easter program, Lord, into your hands. We pray, Lord, even for those who are not able to join us this morning, Lord, that may they be able to come, Father God, this evening, Lord. May we not miss, Lord, your invitation, Lord. May we not miss, Lord, what you have prepared for us, oh, Father God. We thank you, oh, Father God, for reminding us, Lord, that you see us. We thank you for reminding us 
that you strengthen us. We thank you for reminding us that we should look unto you, Lord Jesus, because you provide for us, you will guide us, you will direct us, oh Father God. Oh Father God, indeed what a mighty God we save. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We say, Lord, above all else, let all the glory and honor and praise be given unto you and unto you alone. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Now may the glorify Jesus Christ. May he be merciful and gracious unto you. May he grant you peace. Even in this hard time, that your heart will not be troubled. Trouble. But you continue to rely upon because he is our everything. If God bless you now and forever. Amen. 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 And we see you in the evening. Amen. Amen. Amen.